It was terrible because all the people that I was getting to know and slowly developing relationships with, unbeknownst, you know, just being a kid and I was developing, that was ripped right back out from underneath me mm -hmm. again. Welcome to Natural Tendencies. I'm your host, Rick Braden. Join us as we hear the real issues affecting real people that truly and deeply impact their work performance. Anxiety, depression, conflict, marital problems, trauma, grief, and loss. Right here, right now, right on! special guest today is Creed. Creed and I have been good Hello, buddies, hello, hello. Good buddies since we met, and Creed's going to talk about some of his story. And the idea is that part of his story, we hope, is just really going to resonate with you at the heart, and as we process Creed's true life on natural tendencies, we're going to capture things that help us all and raw and unscripted as always and we'll take it wherever it goes amen brother i'm all in i know <laughs> that's one of the things creed that i find so rare in life and that i admire so much about you is you're all in yeah uh, all in is uh comes from a uh, means a lot of different things. You can be all in in some parts of your life, uh, more conservative than others, but generally speaking, I like to put both feet in the water. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've noticed that. So I want to hone in today, and I, and I really think that the signs and from previous dialogue have, have really zeroed in on a specific time frame because when we've talked about this for the last over the course of the last few weeks sort of as you were processing what we were going to do and I was contemplating that as well every time we've spoken you've gone to this period in early life I think around age seven when things really changed very early formative years of development for a young boy mm -hmm. when you moved from Michigan to Alabama. Right. So why don't you talk to me about that? Well, um, uh, I had to give you a little, to go back just a little hair, just to kind of put it in perspective. Uh, I was born in Alabama. My father was in the retail uh, business and he was working for a big company. So he moved around quite a bit. And then I was born in Birmingham, Alabama, spent five years there. And then my father was transferred to Georgia where we spent two years there. And then that was life. I don't rec I remember parts of it, but you know, it just, it was just mom and dad, everybody was together. You know, it was nothing to, it was nothing that I was aware of. It was anything was wrong behind the scenes, et cetera. Uh, so, um, and then we moved up to uh, Michigan area, and he was transferred up there. And then within a month's time, um, I was already in a school, okay, we were, uh, for the first month. And then 
all of a sudden, I'm in a car driving back to Alabama with my sister and my mother, uh, just like just like that. And I'm like, where are we going? And you know, kind of just being an inquisitive young kid. And said, mom was like, you know, if I remember correctly, it's like we're going on a vacation. We're going on a little vacation, and so. He, you don't think anything of it uh, at the time because you, you know that's what it was kind of probably and uh, whatever and then uh, and then we got down to Alabama and then you're wondering where Dad is and then you're wondering where my brothers I'm wondering where my brothers are and I'm like you know what's what's it going to be like for me you know where's Dad you know what's is Dad he's gonna be here for Christmas and then you know he kind of surprised he kind of surprised me saying that. Uh, you know, and my my mom that Christmas and showed up in the middle of the night with my brothers, and it was family was together again. And then you're asking questions like, "Is this going to stay? Is this going to be? Are you moving back? Are, are we going to be together? Are we going home? I mean, why can't I come with you? Uh, what's going on here? Tell me, explain what's going, what's happening." That's a and, lot. Of, that's a lot of confusion. Sure, sure, it is, and uh, and it was a lot of, I think, just trust me. Uh, or you know, and just these are the responses. These are the responses exactly. Just, just trust me. Just try. You know, things are going to be okay. Things are going to be fine. But when you're looking at your mother, uh, you know, after Christmas and and life progresses, uh, that next four or five months, and I can imagine the sadness that she was going through, and and wondering, you know, okay, you know, uh, lot, there's a lot of sad songs on. My mom's in tears. Uh, you know what's you know things aren't good right now. You know, I just knew that things weren't good. Mm-hmm. That things were a little bit weird and a how, little bit. How did you know that? I don't know. I could just sense it. I could feel it. It was just a somber. It was different. No, like half my family was gone. Like yeah. overnight, I wasn't. I wasn't around my brother. That's very I wasn't weird. around my father anymore. I wasn't around my uh, other, my two brothers and my father. You know, they were gone. And and so now it was just myself. I was seven at the time. My sister's nine, and or almost ten. And, uh, and then, um, my, you know, my mom, you know, I'm a, sitting in an environment with a bunch of ladies and then my brothers are gone, you know, and my dad's gone. Yeah. So to me, listening to that and just allowing that to impact me, it's like, here's a little boy who has a family who's told he's going on vacation and the reality of it was your parents were divorcing. Yeah. And now your family is no longer together. You are being told that it's going to be fine, but your internal world is not fine. This is screwed up. This, this is, is screwed this up. is screwed up. Yeah, so that was the reality of your experience. That was, yeah, and and it's like you know, and then summer came, and then my mother at that point in time, she had the wherewithal because she would she had some money from the divorce probably in the beginning, you know, whatever she got. I don't know that whole circumstances, and I don't really want to talk. I don't know anything about it, and I that was her world, you know, whatever her and my father did, you know, that's her thing. My world, my eyes was, I wanted to play baseball. Okay, I wanted, and then mom figured out a way to put me, get me on a baseball league. And so, and then that first year, I made all stars. And, uh, but, and, and, th- and my mom was able to get me to practices that year. But then, and that was a great year, that first year. 
I was developing, you know, and then that following year, I was on a team, but things started to change a little bit where my mother couldn't take me to practices anymore because she probably had a different job. I don't really know why the, the circumstances, but I have a feeling it's job related and, and, uh, and just not being able to be there. Okay. So my, my coach of the team picked me up and dropped me off that, and that was the last year I played baseball because my, uh, because my, the next year that coach didn't pick me up on the team. No one, and I was not on a team anymore the following year because my mom couldn't get me there because she had her uh, things going on in her life. Uh, and I just, and I, it was sorry, Creed, well, there's no more baseball. And so you just have to figure your own way around. You know, I don't know if she said so, that, so, you know, specifically, so, but, so you know. That, I would think that that would just be like. like it was terrible uh, because all the people that I was getting to know and slowly developing relationships with, unbeknownst, you know, just being a kid and I was developing, that was ripped right back out from underneath me. Mm -hmm. I, so I had not only my brothers taken away and I'm rebuilding, I'm rebuilding, I'm rebuilding kind of the, my first grade year and second grade year, but unbeknownst, you know, just, just going about my business and then all of a sudden now that's gone. And so now I'm back to just my cul-de-sac and riding a bike around my front yard not playing any uh, sports with anybody not getting in got to get any like today's day and age everybody every parent is in with their kids doing going travel this travel that and they're spending more time uh, moving their kids around from one event to the other than they're really sometimes at work you know it's just you know especially you know and but back in those days you know you kind of had to so fend for yourself so you had to fend for yourself. I had to fend for myself yeah. with regards to my activities. Sure. Now, I was always had a roof over my head. I always had food on the table. You know, there was, there was those things. Okay, those things were, so were some of the basic the, things. Just, just act, so some of social the, activities. So some of the things necessary for survival were present. Yes, without Any a doubt. Of the things necessary for thriving at the time were absent. Were, were, yeah, absent. And as a very young child, you're trying to make some sense of that. I was trying to figure out a lot of what was going on in other people's heads. <laughs> you know, I was, what's that person thinking? Why, why am I not thinking? What, why, what's a, going on in his head? And what's a, going on in your head? And what's a, going on in this other Is that person? a pattern that continues now? Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm always constantly uh, evaluating. Uh, people, what you know, whether it be the kind of car, whether them driving next to me and I'm on the highway and I'm looking at that person there, what are they thinking about? What's going through their mind right now? And I'm not, and I'm just like, because nothing's going through my, you know, I'm just kind of, just kind of driving along happily on the road. I don't have too much to worry about or like, you know, this, you know, this day and age. Um, and I'm just, and I find myself concerned about others. And I would find myself thinking about, you know, I would, what's going on in their life? You know, what's, you know, they seem to be different, a little different than you know, I, and in my life. I, and then I would want to get to know them and find and kind of so learn. Would, so I would think that there was a pulling us back to that period of seven, eight years old. Yeah. So a child at that age needs a lot of guidance and protection. And just to create that feeling of safety, to eliminate confusion, to provide stability. 
And in the absence of that, I would think that there was that there was a lot of just insecurity, a lot of a lot of loneliness that would be associated with that. I can tell you one hundred percent that that definitely played a huge role in because not knowing how to approach, not knowing the things to say, I mean, or how to act in maybe some sort of, some situations. I don't know. Yeah, you know, yeah. I, 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 it's not like I was sat down and taught how to act in every specific uh, instance. Um, I kind of had to go, you know, do something and watch, engage a reaction, uh, maybe. Um, but I learned that way. You know, my father was pretty strict, you know. He would... He would, if he, he would get angry and tell you and step on your foot or, or push it or squeeze your hand or, you know, just let you know or take you by the arm and say, I, this is not where you want to go. You know, don't, you know, what are you talking, you know, and you squeeze, because it's, it's an uncomfortable, maybe a subject to have my father listen to in front of other people, you know, um, like for instance, uh, I was, you know, a little older. And I, uh, I was, I was at a, I was at a grocery store, and I was in line, and I met, and then our neighbor was there, and I said, I said, hey, how about my brother's party the other night with all the vodka and the watermelon? And, well, that was fun, and my dad just looked at me and he grabbed me, you know, and and because that was a subject, that was a, pr a problem that him and he had because he was bitching about my brother's party, and uh, you know, and. So, so it's it pretty clear where the lines are. <laughs> yeah, well, at that time. Uh, but, well, taboo. You know, I just, I could pick up on people, people's facial expressions. Um, um, and uh, just, but I really, really, all I wanted to do at that time is get along with somebody, get to know somebody or learn. Uh, well, well, I think it. Because my mom and my sister, and mom and my sister, they're not, you know. They're, yeah, I, th I think at a deeper level. You wanted some level of certainty, some level of connection, some level of of human connection and kindness, and that's a need in human beings. We all have that. Yeah, and achieving that, I mean, I'd have to, you know, I kind of want to do it on my own. I mean, I was I was reaching out on my own, meeting people on my own. Um, after my second grade year and third grade year, and you know, when you know and. And then I got kind of, I, I mean, I got ripped out of my school. You remember, you know, that I was talking to you about my, my, my having getting involved into one elementary school and one church, and 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 I was developing through that. The first couple of years, the baseball was gone, you know, and that was a loss of feeling. But what allowed me to kind of keep going was that I still had my school and my church. I was going to, and I was learning the uh, steps. It was a Baptist church, and I was. I was learning uh, scripture, you know, it was, uh, I was going to church every Sunday and Wednesdays for dinners and then church and they had an activity center. And so I was able to start meeting people through that. But you know, those were, it's not like my mom introduced me to these people or, you know, it was my, myself and my sister would come along on, on, but on her own turf, you know, she would have, she was a couple years older than me. So she had other friends to hang out with and I had to go find out, get my own stuff. You know, and eventually I just wasn't getting along with so many of my people. It was the older folks, you know, people that were two, three, four years older than me that I could kind of so, understand because my brothers were that old. My brothers were five years older than me. My old, my second oldest brother. So, 
of patterns emerging. Yeah. And the, the pattern that I'm seeing emerging is at a very early impressionable age developmentally, you're having the rug pulled out from under your life. And then you're having to figure it out, but without the necessary maturity and cognitive abilities to figure that out. And so that's gonna very much create a fear and a loneliness that are gonna be pervasive. And then, usually anyway, and then all people react differently, but there's a very typical pattern that Creed's describing here. And then it happens again with baseball. So finally you're clutching, you're grasping really, you're almost probably desperate. I was angry that I couldn't play baseball. And underneath, I was pissed. And underneath anger is always some sort of pain. Yeah. And the pain of disconnection, the pain of broken relationship. This is what's below anger in this case. I feel fairly confident of that. And then waiting for the next shoe to drop. When's the rug going to come out from under me again? And when is it going to go wrong? And, and am I going to be okay? And what could possibly go wrong in the future? And I'm wondering if that early pattern continues to be a part of what you might struggle with as an adult. Because often those patterns just continually get repeated. And we relive that sort of tape that we've learned. So this idea of wondering, worrying, what are other people thinking? What's going to happen? Is this going to work? Am I going to be okay? Do I have enough? Am I going to have a future? Is it going to be abruptly coming to an end? And I'm wondering if these are themes that you live with. It's, um, it's a good theory. <laughs> uh, I, uh, I can see I can see the processing, like, because I was, well, let's up, up to when I was seven, six o'clock, I, I mean, excuse me, when I was six years old, um, I had everything, my mother was taking care of everything for me. I don't remember ever be feeling, you know, like I was, I was in a team environment, in the family environment, and then, and then in a, in no time at all, I was, their team wasn't there anymore, and I didn't have the people I, so, you know, was connecting with as far as male, my older brothers and my father. And I just, I was, you know, what the hell's going on? You know, I'm kind of like, you those, know, those I'm are looking for, looking for, now I was like, oh my God, what do I, how do I, Creed. how do I go on? Those are profound losses. Yeah. Right? Is there any part of you, like now, that is aware of, like, those losses, the, the emptiness or the fear or the questioning, the loss side? Is that accessible to you? Sure, absolutely. It's in your awareness, mm -hmm. and it's a heaviness. Big time. Yeah, yeah. So let's, just for a moment, we'll just sort of sit with that, just sort of be together with it, just be connected around that for just a little bit, and share it. I want to share in your burden with this. You know that feeling of loss was as such a was at such a um, uh, at a at a young age that it was hard 
It's I don't I didn't even know how I coped with it. I have no idea, really. I don't. I can't sit here and say, oh, I did this. This was happened to me. This that that. I don't really know how. How it just was felt sad. It felt different from everybody else. I felt outside looking in mm-hmm. a lot of times, where because everyone else had everyone else was kind of normal where we lived, uh, and even though I acted, we were acting normal. We were family, my mother, you know, but we were. It was a divorced family. There's like you know, like back in the seventies, mid seventies. That's you know something uh, wrong with. I, that's you know looking back at it you know and, and knowing what I know now yeah I mean that's way things were treated and back it, in those days a little bit but I didn't know that as a child well you 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 felt it I felt it felt I felt it. that I was different this is not this is fucked up and just and every day you just go on and you try to figure out that day and what you know what are you gonna you know and riding the bike around the neighborhood Trying to find friends, you know, was hard. I mean, because everybody, they, their parents had them already in activities, into groups, into doing something, you know. Sure. I had to try to be that outsider, kind of trying to grab onto a group and maybe getting smacked away saying, no, you're not good enough. You know, that happened quite a bit. And think know? about that theme even in our relationship as business partners and feeling, wanting to be so really feel that 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 emptiness and that pain and being connected and being a part of and then as things change there was a separation and I, I have to believe that that really triggered these really core fundamental early wounds and what made it so incredibly painful for you recent loss well right. just just us well I know no we you know and you wanting to be a part of this so badly, yeah, and then well, feeling as an outsider looking in. These, this is the way the that's theme, true. This is the way those themes get played out in life from those early woundings that are largely outside of our awareness. Yeah. So we're bringing them into that awareness. We were all struggling at at that time. I was struggling to try to be a part of something that that is great and is just amazing what you've done with the company and during a time of such chaos with the economy uh, where, where we're going and we had just infused a bunch of money into it and and now it's like all of a sudden there's it's like air has been sucked out because of this mess that's going on around us but it's affecting us and uh, and it's and so with all that, we were, I was, you know, just, just so much was coming out of me. And uh, I would find myself getting aggravated and becoming uh, condescending at times. Mm-hmm. Uh, bitchy. Yeah. And because that, because when I feel loss, or losing sure, sure. something, I want to try to figure it out and fix it. Of course, if, and who wouldn't? Yeah, who wouldn't? absolutely. Yeah, every with every that goes with everything I got. Everything I do, my I mean, my wife. Uh, sorry, what are you experiencing right now, Creed? Uh, just I don't know. I don't know. know. Just a lot of softness. Softness is just tenderness. Yeah, it's tenderness. It's love. 
But Karina always says, oh, uh, you know. So she, stay, stay with it. Stay with it. She always goes on. Uh, when she goes on, when she's saying something about a problem she's having, or she's, she comes home and she's aggravated about this, and it's very seldom it happens. You know, we have a really joyful life and, and a joyous one. Uh, but when she's experiencing a difficulty, man, do I want to attack it? Of course. Of course. So from... And she's like, this is nothing you got to fix. Right. Stop it. But the dynamics are so much deeper. Oh, God. And I see right now just the immense pain from these things. And so dealing with this raw emotion that, that's happening in your body right now, in some ways getting angry and doing something about it is a lot easier than this. And so that you go into that modality, but then we're not addressing the fundamental, which we're doing now. Powerful. <laughs> yeah. It's so I, I I resorted to a lot of comedy early in life. I was right. a I was always trying to act out or act off or just you know cover it up through uh, just being a a fool. You know, basically. <laughs> I loved it though. I loved I loved acting out. Uh, my sister and I would put on little shows every now and again and just try to be impressive to get noticed and just kind of, you know, those were, those were back when I was one, two, three years old, you know, but uh, so that's my, my wife says I do it now on occasion. So that's a natural, that's a natural resource you have. Yeah. It's, and, that, and that is something that you are so adept at. So I'm going to, I'm going to transition now that we've touched into the pain. What, what's, what, what we can do and what you can learn to do is touch into it but not have to be completely overwhelmed by it. And then we can also look at the other side where you have these natural giftings to figure things out, to connect, to really solve problems, to become remarkably adept at connecting with people so fast. You have some of the most refined skills in that area of anybody I've ever seen. And out of the wounding, there's that deep sensitivity where you just know the slightest change in somebody's mood or emotion. When you want to focus in on it, you can And when I do it. notice that, when I do notice that, it changes me instantaneously. Wow. It, because I'm like, how I, I observe, I'm observing something that I know and feel that's different, that's odd, that's not you normally, and I want to figure out what that is, and I want to fix it, uh -huh. because I want you being back the way you were. Uh -huh. I need you on, the, on a different level, where I'm feeling weirdness out of you. What's the weird thing that's going on between us right now? You're pissed off at something? You're not happy about something? What is it? Right. And sometimes people don't even, they don't want to talk about it. Mm -hmm. And others do. You don't know. Sometimes you push a button and that button gets a snap. And other times it doesn't. Right. But you got to push that button. Right. And, and in doing all you can to help or solve other people's problems, it's been your way of trying to manage and deal with the suffering inside yourself. Sometimes, or not, I mean, not sometimes, but I don't, I don't address it really. 
you know, I, I just kind of just, I just like, you know, it's just, I'm, I got this. Of course. You're highly adapted that skill. But no one else ha has it like I have it. I can absorb, I can deal. Right. On one level, you're very strong, you're very powerful, very athletic. I need to look after you. <laughs> <laughs> and I appreciate that about you. So it's interesting because out of the, the wounding, there's also these great talents and gifts that have emerged. But if if you continually just operate out of that persona and we don't tend to the source, then you may continually find that you have repeated the same pattern. And now maybe for the first time in your life possibly right now, in this present right now, you're doing that creed and it's very courageous it's very courageous and I see you doing it and I see the rawness I see the brokenness and it's beautiful to me creed it's, it's beautiful the parts that you so cover don't reveal be the class clown whatever I love that creed too but this part's also okay too I'm, I'm, I'm good with you like this. I really see you. And you're a beautiful person, Creed. And I want you to be able to allow that to set into your heart if you can. And go into those dark places and bring some light to that. Some illumination. That tender part of you that's been so wounded, really wounded, that had destruction of the family that was alone, that had to figure out the world before you were equipped to figure out the world and come up with whatever childish schemes you could come up with to get some attention, some love that you craved. Yeah. And very elaborate strategies. You're very intelligent. <laughs> and elaborate strategies that you've developed. So as you're sitting here now, what sorts of things are, are you aware of in your body? Like what, what's going on? What's, what's happening? Um, I feel somewhat relieved. Mm -hmm. I feel, uh, I, I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I, I feel fine. I really do. I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm okay with it. I'm okay with this. I'm okay with talking about things that did happen but it's not and and it's and it's part of who I am if not all of who I am and why I am and why I do the things I do today so so part of what we're doing yeah is is what we might call call touch and go mm -hmm. so we can go into these areas that are that are scarier that are that elicit the more deeper things yeah and then we can also pull I out. Come right back out. We'll of come it. out and, and then be in our regular conscious mind. And, and as you're able to do that, there's sort of that the comfort level and the healing can start to occur because it's no longer a locked off box, a locked off sealed vault yeah. that you have to make sure never comes out. 
and then those patterns can start to break and you can feel more whole it's you know what it's like it's like talking with you is almost like verbal acupuncture (laughs) (laughs) because you're pinching a nerve you're taking you with your words you kind of and what made me emotional what was just you know which dialed in it's just like a doctor and his name was Dr. Ding. <laughs> and he was from China. Dr. Ding. Dr. Ding. And so I said, Ding, ding me up. No, so so he he would stick he would stick those needles right in the right spot, and it hit that nerve just like you hit hit the nerve with me with the words you said, and it's and it released a pain. Yes. And you are releasing a pain. Yes. And it allows that pain, allows that pain to distribute through the rest of my body, and 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 it and it's and it feels good, and it relaxes me, and that's what that acupuncture did. It put me to sleep. Wonderful. The pain put me to sleep. Experiencing the pain put me to sleep. Yeah, and you may find that after we do this, you may your body may tell you that you do need to rest. Yeah, in the pool, in that pool next door. That sounds like a nice place to rest. I don't know what you're going to do. <laughs> Maybe in the ocean. Yeah. So it's interesting because we do have this capacity to go into these places and, it, and then realize that we can be in this place that has been sealed off or wounded or dark or whatever. And, and, and just really shed some light into it and allow that blockage to sort of release, which is sort of the basis of acupuncture, right? There's a blockage. Yeah, it's a mental release. You're, you're, you're releasing thing. some endorphins in my head that are just going crazy a little you bit. You are. I am, I am. You're doing the work, yeah. Reed. Yeah. You're doing the work. You are doing the work. I'm used to releasing the endorphins, but differently. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And this is a wholesome way to do it. It's wonderful. It's it's it's. It's something I need to, I've really never have gone through anything, full disclosure, I've never had a sit down discussion of Crete. So now you're feeling it again. Um, and now, it's- Now the, the emotions come, come in. It's, it's, so allow, it's, allow, it's different. Allow this, allow this, things are different. Yeah, I avoid talking about myself, okay. <laughs> So Unless I want to talk about myself. So see, this is the comedy. So yeah, you're, you're coming in and out of this. So we'll touch on the pain, and then the oh. comedy comes out to yeah. to cover it again. Yeah. And then we touch in. And you just breathe. And be aware that it's there. It's a part of you. Awareness. It's okay. It's a part of you. And we don't have to run away from it. Feel good. 
think that's a natural point for us to finish our first session together. That was wonderful. Um, I really, really enjoyed my time with you. Me too, buddy. I love you. Thank you for this. Awesome human being. I'm so glad you're in my life, man. And whoever's listening, if anyone listens, yeah. when they do, I hope they can find peace. Me too. And uh, and if they if they can take one little tiny little thing out of our conversation, I'll consider that a grand slam of walk off. <laughs> Cut. At Behavioral Essentials, we intend to help a lot of people, and today we hope we helped you. So join us for our next session, subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts, and visit our website at behavioralessentials.com. Thanks for listening.